Hey, before we uh, start our podcast, let me tell you a little bit about Boyer's Coffee. What is better than a hot cup of Boyer's Coffee on a cold January day like today? Well, not much. And there's so many ways these days to enjoy Boyer's. If you get a chance, do yourself a favor, stop by their coffee truck and coffee cottage. That's at 72nd and Washington at some point this month. Lots of great stuff happening in January. The drink of the month is a salted caramel latte. The bagged flavor of the month is a hugely popular amaretto roast. And on the final Friday of this month, buy one, get one free. And if you can't make it to the coffee truck and coffee cottage at 72nd and Washington, there are so many other ways to enjoy Boyer's Coffee. Of course, you can pick up bagged Boyer's Coffee or Keurig cups at your local supermarket, Walmart, or Sam's Club. Or for even more convenience, just head to boyerscoffee.com. That's where you can order some of the legendary roasts, such as the Amaretto Coffee, which I've had, I love, Breakfast Blend Coffee, Butterscotch Toffee, Denver Blend, or European Dark Coffee. Make sure when you're on the website, you sign up to receive their emails with great offers, such as shipping or 20% off your entire order. Another reason to love Boyer's Coffee, Boyer's is a Colorado company. They've been roasting in the Rocky Mountains since 1965. They are the official coffee of the Colorado Rockies and also very much invested in our community. You can find Boyer's in your local supermarket or at the coffee truck at 72nd and Washington. And of course, at boyerscoffee.com. Enjoy a cup and a big cup today. On this episode of the Dave Logan Podcast with Julie Brownman, Dave's thoughts on the Nolan Arenado trade. I think it's a really sad day for the Rockies. I mean, it just has the appearance of a salary dump, and maybe that's what they had to do financially. How should Rockies fans feel going into next season? If I'm a season ticket holder, I'm hot about this. With Matthew Stafford headed to L.A., what is Drew Locke's mindset? Do you think this would make good for Drew Locke to realize that this is not 100% his job? Yes. Dave's more into this technology thing than we give him credit for. You can Zell me money <laughs> you know or do Venmo. That? <laughs> right? And Dave and Julie break down the Super Bowl. Tampa has to be able to pressure Patrick Mahomes with four. All that and more on this episode of the Dave Logan Podcast. This is the Dave Logan Podcast. Welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman Podcast number 65. You so cheated. I did not. It's 65. Well, I remembered last week was 64. <laughs> if that right. is cheating, then I guess I did it. Uh, jersey number that's 65 is... Of anybody that anybody would know? Henry Shepard. I don't know who Henry is. Henry Shepard yeah. from SMU, right guard, Cleveland Browns, late 70s. Again, anybody that anybody would know. 65. Who who else wore 65? Yeah. Oh, um, I don't know. Who are you thinking about? I'm not, but you're the sports guy. Oh, I, listen, I, I got paid to stay away from guys <laughs> that had numbers that went past true. the start of anything other than two, three, and four. That's when true. When you get to five, six, seven, eight, or nine, mm-hmm. I didn't want to deal with them. Speaking of 65, at 55, I think at 50, you get your AARP card. Are you waiting for confirmation for me? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm sitting here you... looking at you through the Zoom like, she done talking? Or... Do you? Do you? You're, you're over 50. Yes. Um, do you use no. your... AARP? No. no. You just no. refuse? No. I don't answer things in the mail. <laughs> I figure I'm giving in whenever I do that. 
I mean, they have some, I'm sure they have some very good senior discounts, Mm -hmm. none of which I'll enjoy right now. You have never taken a senior discount. In my life. (laughs) In my life. I mean, I don't know. Nothing wrong with those who do. Why Why wouldn't you yeah. if they were made available? It's just my choice individually mm-hmm. to, you know, fight it as long as I can. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Okay. So fighting as long as we can, that we can cannot fight anymore. Um, I guess the feeling of Nolan Arenado, That's probably, probably official today, which is Monday, February 1st. We heard the rumors um, and story broke over the weekend. Well, the trade won't be consummated until next month, right? But it, it's about as official as you can yeah. get it. It sucks. There's, you know, and I'm a big Rockies fan. I love baseball. And I'm of the the generation that, I mean, I grew up playing baseball. Uh, I don't mind the slow pace of baseball. I, I like the nuance of baseball. I like to watch baseball. In person, I even like to watch baseball on the TV. And I think baseball is a great sport to listen to in the radio as well. Mm-hmm. So acknowledging that I'm a fan, to hear that news over the weekend, even though it didn't shock me because you sort of figured something like that might happen. But I think it's a really sad day for the Rockies. And um, I mean, it just has the appearance of a salary dump. And maybe that's what they had to do financially. I know that... I read uh, something over the weekend that said the Rockies, because of COVID-19 and no fans in the stands, lost $157 million last year. Well, it's easy, you know, it's easy to sit back and, and play with somebody else's money. But that said, this just has a very bad feel to it for me and a very, very bad look. And I think we did a show today on KOA and a lot of people – on the text line and called up, we're very, very frustrated with the Rockies. And, you know, to to let your best player, maybe the best player you've ever had, leave at this stage of his career and pretty much get not a lot in return, I just think it uh, it just it's just a bad deal. So I think you're right. I think it wasn't a surprise that he was not going to be here because God, this storyline has been going on for a long time. Obviously he was disgruntled and the, you know, riff with Jeff Breidich. I think it's what you just alluded to. It's what they get back. They're paying $50 million allegedly to the Cardinals and the names we're hearing that they may get back. I've never heard of them. Well, I mean, right. I mean, you most think a baseball generational fans, player. Yeah. You, you've never heard of them. Um, the thing that is troubling and again, you go back. You're not. You're not supposed to. Nor am I. Know every minor leaguer with the Cardinals that uh, has a good reputation. But by by all accounts of those who follow some of the farm system action with uh, Major League Baseball teams, the Cardinals didn't have to part with some of their top prospects. They're all prospects, right? These are not going to be you know Major League guys that have established and been great players in the league for sure. That's normally how deals like this work. Here, here's the issue I have. I mean, Nolan Arenado, before spring training began, signed an eight-year, $260 million-plus contract. That was before spring of 2019. So we sit here less than two years later talking about him moving on to play in St. Louis. He signed the deal ostensibly happy enough at that point 
to sign an eight-year, $260 million deal. The, the problem I have is when we first became aware that, and Nolan made some comments that he felt disrespected, didn't really elaborate on those, but you knew there was a, an issue between the GM, Jeff Breidich, and Nolan Arenado. If you're Dick Monford, and I, I like Dick. I mean, I would, I would call Dick a friend, but would you not at that point say, okay, wait a minute. I'm sitting down in the room with my best player and or my GM. We're going to get this figured out. Maybe, maybe he did. I don't know. But I'm not letting my best player become so uh, upset and become so sort of dispirited and that he gets to the point where he says, I'm just not going to play here anymore. But what if Dick Monfort was part of it? Because I think the reason that Nolan said that he was disrespected, I think if I can remember, is is when he signed that deal that the Rockies had told him, and we're going to surround you with really good players. We're going to yeah. go for it. And I think the issue was when, when Nolan looked around and saw that they... They didn't make any deals in, in 19. Right. You know, part, part of and then then there's probably a little bit of blame that both sides can bear, if that's the case. I mean... Nolan's got an eight-year deal for $260 million. Yes, you do want to – I mean, they've been to the playoffs after 17 and 18, right? Didn't go in 19. Obviously, they didn't go last year, the COVID year. But, um, yeah, maybe so. I, I, never got the, I never got the impression that, the, that Nolan's uh, concern was with Dick. Mm-hmm. I, got the, I got the impression mm-hmm. that Nolan's uh, concern was with Jeff Breidich. Well, I'm sure you've interviewed him a number of times. Jeff Breidich doesn't really care if he comes off warm and fuzzy. He doesn't um, – I can see where if you're in a fight with Jeff Breidich, it's, it's, he's probably tough to deal with, right? Well, he's not a warm and fuzzy dude. That yeah, I don't think you have to be warm and fuzzy to be good at your job, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think so. He's not warm and fuzzy to us in the media, and I think that's probably how he likes it, Yeah. right? But again, if I own the team – and I just signed Nolan Arenado to an eight-year, $260 million deal. And a year into the deal, I'm sort of seeing glimpses of this whole thing blow up. We're going to sit down in a room and figure this out. And if I have to make a decision between my third baseman and my GM, that's going to be a pretty easy decision for me. So so what? what why wouldn't he pick Well, him? I mean, A, I don't know that he didn't. B, you bring up a good point. Maybe, maybe some of Nolan's frustration was aimed at Dick Monfort as well. But here's here's the thing: you let a generational talent walk out the door and got nothing. I mean, basically, I'll, I'll qualify that. From what we know right now, it doesn't appear that you got very much in return. Maybe one of these young dudes is going to turn out to be a hell of a player, and if that's the case, well, then you know it makes the deal look a little bit better. But third basemen like Nolan Arenado don't just fall out of trees. That's why they're paid what they're paid. And I get, you know, I get, and I, I opened with that. It's easy for us to play with somebody else's money. If the Rockies actually lost $157 million, okay, then they probably are to the point now where they have to, they've got to start doing things to mitigate that type of loss. And, and a salary dump of this proportion, I guess, would be one of those one of those things you do. I don't know what message that sends to season ticket holders, though, people that go down to Coors Field all the time. I mean, I, I used to be a season ticket holder and gave them up because I just couldn't get down there uh, enough times to really 
make it make sense of spending that that kind of money. But uh, you know, I don't know if I'm a season ticket holder. I'm hot about this, right? I I understand you lost money last year. I get that, but you got to find there's got to be other ways uh, to go about this rather than lose a guy like Nolan Arenado. Think about also his teammates. Think about Trevor Story, who isn't he? He'll be a free agent after this year. I mean, why would Trevor want to stay? Well, I mean, we're seeing this in professional sports, right? We're seeing a lot of this. We're seeing this certainly in the NBA. We're seeing this where you get three guys, they decide that they're going to team up and they manipulate the system to the point that they're able to do that Mm -hmm. because, you know, you, you want to go in. We saw LeBron uh, do that and bring in Anthony Davis. And we've seen uh, Kevin Durant, you know, now with James Harden uh, and of course, Kyrie Irvin. So baseball, baseball, it's a little bit harder to do that in football, even though we're seeing maybe Deshaun Watson sort of test that water a bit. But baseball, yeah, I mean, if you're Trevor Story, Trevor's making, I think the number's about $18.5 million this year. He's going to, he's going to, he's a hell of a player, hell mm-hmm. of a young player. He's going to get a great payday coming up after this year. Um, do the Rockies want to step up and, and try to get him signed? I see I, right now, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if that's what they want to do. So maybe we see Trevor Story moved before the trade deadline coming up here in July. Well, yeah. I mean, if it, also if he wants to be at a place that's going to go to the playoffs, he has to look around and go, "Is this the you know place for me?" Well, then how how do teams? I mean, if if that's basically what it boils down to, then then how do teams ever combat that? I mean, you live they in San Diego. Right? Padres have sucked forever. All of a sudden, they get new ownership and they've spent some money. Padres were in the playoffs last year and they added pieces this year. Yeah, they hit rock bottom for years and years and years and years and years. So how did it change? New ownership. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. No, I, I agree. Saying, I mean you've got to have you've got to have deep pockets, obviously. I mean, but yeah. otherwise what 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 do we I would say to the Rockies so what are we doing here? Are we just acknowledging that the Dodgers and the Padres and maybe the Giants and maybe even the Diamondbacks, they're all going to be better. We're a team that's going to struggle to win uh, 75 to 80 games. That's just the way it is right now. What's, what's the long-term plan? See, when, when they signed Arenado to that kind of deal, I said, okay, you know what? These guys are going to be in this. I mean, that mm-hmm. that's a big, big move. That's a big commitment financially to this third baseman who's in the prime of his career. I'm hopped up about that. But didn't they give him an opt a, a way to opt out where they didn't have to? So right. maybe they were already thinking like, well, if it doesn't work out, we're going to. So I would submit, th- I mean, I, I would submit this as a possibility. So if I'm Dick Monford and Nolan's got a, got an ability to opt out after this season with COVID-19 and the financial impact that it has had on all major league sports including baseball so maybe i run the maybe i just sit tight maybe i bring nolan back right and Mm -hmm. at the end of end of this upcoming season all right you want to opt out you're going to walk away from this kind of contract because there's no guarantee that a team other teams are going to be able to do that uh, or maybe if he, if if you sit down, and you continue the dialogue with him. He just said, "Listen, I, I'm I'm done here. I just want to get out." All right, maybe you make a move before the trade deadline. 
Maybe you make that kind of move and you trade him and you get you get people competing for his services. And so you leverage that and you're able to bring in at least what looks to be a much better set of characters than what, what we see from the Cardinals. You mentioned Deshaun Watson. There was a few weeks where we were talking about maybe a slight possibility of Deshaun Watson coming here, maybe Matthew Stafford coming to Denver. I thought Stafford heard. was more likely. Yeah, for sure. Well, that didn't happen. He went to the Rams. Um, also, Woody Page reporting, a friend of ours, that Deshaun Watson has no interest in coming here. So we're back to Drew Locke, yeah? Yeah. I said, um, I've said many times publicly, I think in this order, this would be the most likely scenarios to take place. First, the Broncos bring Drew Locke back as a starter, and they sign a veteran backup quarterback to bring in in case he gets hurt or in case he just doesn't play well. And tell me who you would want that to be. If it's not... Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay. Somebody like that. Uh-huh. That you know in a pinch, or maybe even longer than a pinch, you know can come in, and your team still has a chance to win. You still have a chance to, to be productive, right? Second most prevalent idea would be to bring a guy like Stafford or Deshaun Watson in. And the third would be to address this uh, in the first round with, with a quarterback selection uh, number nine. out of college. I think so. I think what we've seen now is Stafford signing with the Rams. I I agree. I don't think I don't think you're going to get Deshaun Watson. So I think what we've said all along: the Broncos are more than likely to bring in a veteran quarterback. And how do we feel about that? I'm okay with it because that's what I thought was going to happen I, anyway. See, I, I think for the Broncos, they've got it, and only the coaches would know this, and they're not going to tell anybody, at least not publicly. But they've got to, along with George Payton, the new GM, they've got to come to the conclusion, yeah, we think we can get a lot out of Drew Locke. We think we can coach out some of his bad habits. We think he'll mature. We think he'll be better because he played, you know, most of the season. Um, we just think, we think Cortland Sutton's coming back. We we just think we're going to be better and a lot better on offense. And to be a lot better on offense, and I've said this before, you got to stop turning the ball over. If there's one wish the Bronco fans should have for next year. It's not who they pick at number nine. It's not It's not any of those things personnel-wise. Stop turning the ball over at the alarming rate you've turned the ball over recently. You're dead last in turnovers last year, and you were in the bottom third the year before. Stop it. I know you don't really care about his feelings, but do you think this may be good for Drew Locke to realize that this is not – hundred percent his job to be, you know, reading that. Yes. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. It's, it's just, we had, we had a guy call the show today and talk about, um, yeah, the Broncos were going to have to really repair the relationship with Drew Locke because Locke's certainly aware of the fact that Denver at least kicked the tires on Matthew Stafford. Welcome my, to life. And my answer to that is this is the NFL. Yeah. I mean, you know what? These guys, if they get butt hurt, I mean, everybody gets butt hurt. I remember when the Browns drafted a receiver in the first round mm -hmm. of the 19-whatever-it-was, 80 draft. And I'm thinking, really? Okay, so I went to camp, like, ready to battle. But I was, you know, peaked, ready to go. Were you and, nice, at least, to that kid? Yeah, yeah, but it's not his fault. Right. Right? And my, my, my running mate, Reggie Rucker, was like, uh, I don't know, five or six years older than I was. So I felt like, well, they're probably going to get him <laughs> before they get me. 
Um, but that's just that's the nature. See, professional sports, it just it just goes that way, and especially in the NFL. And I've said this before: the NFL breeds insecurity. They want you to be insecure. It doesn't really do much for players once they leave the NFL because it sort of taints your overall headspace in terms of the insecurity. That's not a good trait to have as you go out into the real world if you're just highly insecure all the time. <laughs> but but in the league, I mean, they, they, they want you to believe, man, listen, I'll just slip that nameplate out and put another nameplate in, and we won't miss you. We're not going to miss you one bit. You're lucky to be here. That's That's how the league has operated for a long, long time and continues to operate with the exception of, you know, a handful plus of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Everybody else can, can be replaced. Speaking of quarterbacks, two pretty unbelievable quarterbacks we're going to see in the Super Bowl coming up. We'll talk about that next on Dave Logan Podcast. The Dave Logan Podcast can be found at iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Remember to download, and if you like what you hear, share with your friends and subscribe. Remember, you can log on to our website, thedaveloganpodcast.com. Go to the contact tab to ask us questions. We'll read them on the podcast. Most every question is fair game. Just keep it classy. It's thedaveloganpodcast.com, or you can send your question directly to us on Twitter, at DaveLoganPod or at JulieBrahman1. Well, as we start a new year, make a resolution to try a few new things in 2021, right? And we can start you off with a trip to Molly's Spirits. We say that because Molly's is truly the land of adult beverage discovery. The unique selection of Molly's is something to experience from their hundreds of wines from all over the world to their huge selection of beers to appeal to any beer lover to the wide range of high quality spirits. Molly's is your one-stop shop for all of your liquor store needs. And if you haven't been, do yourself a favor and head to one of Molly's two locations, either in Lakeside or the DTC location. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. One of my favorite things we love about Molly's is their selection and commitment to Colorado companies. From craft beer to wine to Colorado whiskey, one of Molly's missions is to show off all the fantastic Colorado breweries, wineries, and distilleries. And of course, we do love that. So remember, Molly's delivers and has curbside assistance as well as well-trained and knowledgeable staff to assist you in their stores. You can ask them any questions and they'll have the answers. Molly's, again, with two locations, Lakeside at 44th and Harland and the Greenwood Village location in the Arapahoe Marketplace right off I-25 in Arapahoe next to Sprouts. Molly's Spirits, two intoxicating locations to explore. Welcome back to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brown with you talking a little bit about what's going on in the uh, Denver sports scene. Nolan Arenado evidently going to uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. Matthew Stafford going to the Los Angeles Rams. Am I happy for Nolan? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I like the guy. I'm going to follow him, root for him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how much to blame he is in all this, but um, every single time I've dealt with him, he's been a stand-up guy. I, I, I I think he's got a demeanor that I can relate to. It's more sort of a football disposition than baseball disposition, and I talked Mm -hmm. to him about that. I think he's he's the ultimate grinder but a grinder with talent. And that's mm-hmm. a very tough combination to beat. So, yeah, I, th- I hope he does well with St. Louis. Matt Stafford of the Rams. So we were talking about um, two quarterbacks coming up 
in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think I've heard of those guys. Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Those names are familiar to me. What are you doing for the Super Bowl, by the way? Are you having people over? Uh, no, I will be out of town. Where are you going? Out of town. In another country? Nope, not another country. I know where you're going. Can I give you some money before you go? You can. Because you're uh, probably going to come back with more of it. You can zell me money. <laughs> you know how or to do Venmo. that. Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> right? Proud of me, aren't you? Yeah. Do you have a Venmo account? Or are you yes, just saying that because you've I heard do. of it? No, I do. You sure? Well, Venmo well, of course some I'm money. sure. And let's see about that. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So I wanted to go through a checklist of, as we preview a little bit from our end, the Super Bowl coming up. Let's take a look first at the quarterbacks that you just mentioned. you got to pick one or the other. Yep. So pick one or the other. Well, wait a minute. Game. Am I starting a team or am I starting? No, no, no. We're talking about the Super Bowl on Sunday. Who's going to have a better performance? Just this is the game. Oh, wow. Who's better? Let's just say who's better. <clears throat> well, physically, Patrick Mahomes is better. Mm-hmm. He's the best player in the game. And Pat Mahomes is the best player in the game. And then there's a tremendous fall off to whomever you want to put as the second best player in the game. I would think that if the Kansas City Chiefs, to illustrate my point, Mm -hmm. not that they ever would, (laughs) call the other 31 teams and said, hey, we're going to send you Patrick Mahomes. Every single one of them would say, "Uh, yeah, every one of them. And I can't think of another time I mean, I really can't think of another time in the last 30 years in the NFL that that would be the case. I mean, even when Elway and Marino and Kelly, and they all came out in the same draft in 83, there were, I mean, there were debates going on about, okay, who's, I mean, Marino was the last pick of that group. Yeah. And then, I mean, Elway was the first pick, and then, you got Kelly and you got Ken O'Brien. There were debates about well, which one of these dudes, uh, Ken O'Brien, which one of these guys is actually better? Todd Blackledge, mm-hmm. right? Marino gets to one Super Bowl, uh, and you think he's going to go back? He never goes back. So, but I'm telling you right now, there's not there's not one quarterback that any GM would take in the league ahead, of, even their own, ahead of Patrick Mahomes. All right, so you just said physically. The Super Bowl is a different animal, as we know, right? Um, would you pick Tom Brady, though, mentally in well, a big I'm, game no, like that? I, no, I wouldn't. I think okay. the football, I mean, it's the best team that usually wins. Um, so you look at you know what Tampa Bay has to do. Tampa has to be able to pressure Patrick Mahomes with four just like San Francisco did in the previous Super Bowl. And again, I've said this before, for three and a half quarters, the Niners had a perfect game plan, and they let it slip away down the stretch, partially due to their their offense's inability to stay in the field and to score when they had opportunities, right? Garoppolo did not play very well in that game. Right. So, I mean, Tampa, maybe their front four is not quite as good as San Francisco last year, but it's a pretty good front four. And I think they feel like, especially with um, Eric Fisher being out, Torrey's Achilles in in the uh, AFC Championship game against the Buffalo Bills, right tackle Mitchell Schwartz has been out since week six. 
So you've got two backup tackles. And we, we talked about this a little bit last week, but you've got, uh, you know, you've got JPP and you've got Shaq Barrett. They're two very good edge pass rushers. You also have Vita Vea and Indomic and Sue inside. That front four is lively. Mm-hmm. So I think early, one of the keys for me will be to see, okay, how much pressure can four exert on Mahomes? How much do the Chiefs have to help either, because you're going to have a hard time helping both of them, but either of those tackles? Do you have to keep somebody in? Does you keep Kelsey in more than you'd like to? Um, so I, I think, I mean, I think Tampa and Brady, back to your question, have a chance. I think if you said from top to bottom, which team is better, which team is more talented, I might take Tampa. I might take Tampa. But Tampa doesn't have Patrick Mahomes. What about coaching-wise? I love Andy Reid. Yeah, I think it's hard to go against Andy Reid. This is Bruce Arians' first trip to the Super Bowl. Uh, I've always thought that he was a creative guy, Bruce Arians, who's had success wherever he's gone. Andy Reid, I mean, clearly uh, has established himself as as one of the premier coaches in the league. I don't think there's – I mean, if if I had to pick – only because Andy Reid has been there, I'd give the slight edge to Reid in this game. But Arians, uh, I mean, Bruce Arians has a good team, and he's got a defense that I think he feels pretty good about, mm-hmm. right? So, and they've got a running game, even though they weren't able to really run it all that well in the regular season. Now with Leonard Fournette, they've been able to bang away in the playoffs and get his big fanny moving with the ball, and they got a lot of weapons to throw to. I think it's going to be a hell of a game. What's the line? Kansas City at last look, uh-huh. a three-point favorite. So if you – say you were going to Vegas, what okay. would you do? Say I – who would you bet on? Oh. Just hypothetically, I'm you're torn. Vegas. I'm really torn. I mean, I mean, honestly, I, it would not surprise me if Tampa won the game. If, I, if you said you got to take $500 of your own money – and put it on a team to win. Yeah, I'd probably take Kansas City. Ooh, but I'd say that saying, you know what? If Tampa finds a way to win this game, am I going to be like, I can't believe they won this game? No, I'm not. I think Tampa's going to win based off of nothing. Well, I feel like based you, off of nothing. Based based off of this conversation that you and I have had, I feel like they've got the intangibles as well. What intangible are you talking about? I don't know. Just the feeling from you. I love this. You 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 make it you you make a pick based off the intangibles. When I ask you what the intangibles are, just the the mojo, no the mojo, the the something something. Little something something. You can't qualify intangibles. Well, it's a I feeling. Mean, Tom Brady certainly has been there enough. They're playing it's at hard, home. It's hard to bet against him. First time in NFL history that a team gets to play in its home stadium. Yeah. It's never happened. Right. Not going to be a lot of fans. But I think yeah. it's a hell of a game. I, I just know this. You can go broke betting against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you can. You can go broke. Uh, the weekend is performing at halftime. Will you watch or will you get up and get some snacks and go to the bathroom? Yep. <laughs> I'm going to get up, get some snacks, go to the bathroom, and watch the weekend. Do you know who the weekend is? Yes. Really? Sing a song. That song in the commercial where he's driving through, that's the weekend in the car. Okay. Would you have known that if the commercial wasn't out? 
why are you punching holes in my <laughs> in my sort of musical ability? Okay, then you actually, wouldn't know who the weekend is. Well, other than that song, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, Dude, I. Dude, I listen to sports talk. Uh, the national anthem is Jasmine Sullivan, an R and B singer. I'm not sure who that is. And Eric Church, a country. I know who Eric Church. Okay, is. Okay, ESPN is beginning their coverage at 8 a.m. Our time on Probably Super Bowl Sunday. Probably won't tune in right at the start. When will you tune in? Um, well, again, I'll be out of town. So I would say probably game starts at 3 or 3.20, like 2. I'm not going to sit there all day. And Where are you? Did, gonna are you? Where are you going to be? I'm going to be out of town. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to. Uh, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Before we go Super Bowl Sunday, if the Broncos aren't in it, a really big day for you. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Oh, sure. Yeah, I would. I mean, whether Denver's in it or not, I mean, I'm going to watch. and Because you know what? That's the last game of the season. And then you got to wait for like six months for football to come back. No, we got to wait just a month or two for the draft. Yeah, but I mean, you can cover the draft. I'm talking about football games. You got to wait about six months. There's always that sort of melancholy, well, I guess that'll wrap that up. And then by the time next fall rolls around, you're a year older. So hypothetically, can I give you $100 to the hypothetical state that you're going to? Hypothetically? Can uh-huh. you give me $100 to the hypothetical state? <laughs> yeah, I think to? I know where you're going. I think we all know where you're going. You can Venmo me $100 anytime <laughs> you want to. But, okay. You know. Have a great time. Thank you. Hey, time once again to talk about DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. This week, some exciting action coming up, and DraftKings has a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs. Now, if you haven't tried DraftKings yet, head to the App Store now because you want to get involved in this. You can draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, and catch means a heck of a lot more with DraftKings. It's really simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars. Here's what you do. Download the DraftKings app now and use code Logan. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Just enter code Logan to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. The code again, my last name, Logan, only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.